0: It's new comic book day, so you know what that means. It's time for U.S. Comics Cast. It's a new day, and I'm joined today and every Wednesday by the co-founder
1: and CEO of U.S. Comics, John Rivera. Greetings and salutations, and I am joined by my own personal silent Bob, the COO and other Co-founder of U.S. Comics Charlie Rivera
0: I do not think it's okay that you put Other co-founder on my business card But I'm going to let it
1: slide Every time I introduce you in any capacity It's (laughs) always Other Leading it off The Other Rivera (laughs) The Other Charlie Boy
0: I think that's literally what our parents did too Like this is our Other kid
1: Yeah, yeah. It hurt my feelings every time On your birth certificate It actually reads Other Charlie Gilbert Rivera <laughs> Why
0: don't you just give them my social Why do they gotta <laughs> know all of my details In issue one You sir, know what, it's if rude. my
1: readers And listeners could do anything of value With your social security number They would have it right now
0: You sir, oh, a rat bastard But I love you <laughs> any day <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic Alright, so, huh. issue one You know I had to, had to give us something Uh, Workable Every single week, every single Wednesday We're going to come live to wherever you can get podcasts And we are going to talk about pop culture, movies, and of course comic books So for issue one, make it nice Mm -hmm. and easy for you Let's talk about black superheroes
1: Huh, really uh, not exactly starting with the safest material of all time
0: I don't know what you're talking about Every week it's just going to get more (laughs) and more diverse and divisive (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bonfire for U.S. Comics. Jeez (laughs) Louise, all right. Why not?
0: All right. So I have a real simple question for you. Uh, Black Panther, did you ever get a chance to see it? Of course. Multiple times. I I, I mean, I was obsessed with that movie, but that movie cheated with me because Michael B. Jordan got to be in a Rocky movie. So, of course, I'm going to see everything he does. From now on, I know that's totally discrediting him as an actor because Fruitville Station yeah. is brilliant. He was he was phenomenal in Black Panther. As far as I'm concerned, like Adonis Creed, uh, got to beat up Black Panther for for yeah. a lot of the second act.
1: It's if basically it's if Adonis Creed didn't get to grow up with felicia rashad he would have turned into the dickhead from black panther
0: so canon for the record we were taking the rocky <laughs> movies into disney and we're gonna really make it work um so black panther was only the third film ever
1: to domestically reach 700 million dollars it's a lot of money it's a lot of and you know what i can't be the only one that's a lot of people who are seeing that movie more than once. I, I mean, again, like you said, you personally saw it a couple times.
0: I saw it a few times because uh, even the things I didn't like in Black Panther were things I had to go see again to make sure. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't the highest budgeted film. The CGI in the in the third act is arguably bad, and no one cares. That's how good that movie is.
1: I mean, not to, not just to get into technical conversations for... Cinematic reasons, but anytime you have a character that, um, you know, just like any other artist, we get lazy whenever we can. If we could save us some time, save us some effort, you're going to take that that easier route. So, whenever you have a character that's completely, you don't see any kind of skin, then all of a sudden you have a 100% CGI character. And this, uh, what's, what's, what's the proper term they're looking for? Suspension of disbelief, I guess. Kind of goes out the window because if you literally saw, you know, a, a shirtless version of Black Panther and his elbow bent at an unbelievable angle, <laughs> you just saw it. So you're like, oh, I guess it. I guess it. It does bend that way, or maybe that's one of his special powers. But when he's all clad up and you know, glowing and purple and, and what have you, now all of a sudden your brain your brain is saying, ah, oh, no, that's I call shenanigans on that one. <laughs> now we're gonna
0: save. We're going to save this for a future episode, but we will one day talk about the lunacy of all these movies having like the evil version of them in the third act to fight. It didn't work for Superman (laughs) when he fought the sun god. It's not going to work for for anyone, uh, arguably, except for Black Panther. Black Panther was such a a good film, and I think so so many of us wanted it to be phenomenal that we were like, yeah, yeah, we don't care about that trope. Uh, What I want to kind of focus on is is not necessarily the wise but we should talk about the wise a little bit i would love to know your opinion on that because you grew up in a in a slightly different uh era
1: yeah you just called me old but that's cool
0: <laughs> i want to remind people because they see us in public and they're like Who, <laughs> hey who's the older one and i'm like and oh, eat shit and die i'm glad i stole uh, your your
1: first of all it was the robotech fucking <laughs> fighter but that's not that's not the point but i think the real thing to take away from this is If any listeners, friends, family want to know Charlie's true kryptonite, if you (laughs) really want to hurt this son of a bitch deep, you ask him who's older between him and me. It's a guarantee fucking cry session. It's a KO. It's a KO every time.
0: (laughs) It's, it's that episode of The Simpsons where Lisa doesn't reciprocate feelings for the special needs kid. And his little <laughs> heart, you have to watch my heartbreak in oh. real time.
1: I choo choo choose
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> so I did some research for the show as I'm going to every week because I'm a responsible member of the team. Uh, the first film I was able to find with a black superhero. Now immediately I had to disqualify Like Shaft. And we could talk for two seconds, but I think Donald Glover covered it really nicely in his Comedy Central special. Like, what? No, that's not okay. He's like, he's, he, he's not even a superhero. He's just a black guy. He's just a black dude. You couldn't, he's not a superhero. You couldn't have no shaft ride at Universal Studios. You can have like, yeah, what we do is we, we put you in the car and then we set up like five women mannequins and then you hold your hand out and you just slap them all, just
1: slap them all. He's as much of a superhero as Batman is. But, again, we don't need to get yeah, into that. We can, fucking, you know, it's you know, terrible kind
0: of just talking about how how in sync we are. That was the joke I was leading to. <laughs> he just sniped it, and now we're even for the Robotech jet. We are not even, sir.
1: So if I, he didn't have a helmet that was removable, <laughs> we might be close to even. But, listeners, the pilot's helmet came off. We're not even. I lost it immediately with my tiny baby hands. You probably ate it.
0: It was delicious. Delicious. So the first thing I was able to find with uh, with, uh, a little bit of research was called, it was the 1977 film called A Bar, The First Black Superman. I desperately tried to find it to watch because I was super curious, but all I was able to to do was find um, kind of the synopsis. So when an African-American scientist and his family are viciously harassed simply for moving into a white neighborhood, John Abar, the leader of the Black Front of Unity, ingests a potion that gives him a wide array of superpowers uh, in this black exploitation drama. In addition to protecting the family, he cleans up his ghetto neighborhood by, among other things, turning winos booze into milk. So very interesting huh. superpower.
1: That's something. Um, He's like the, the reverse
0: Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Um, so so again, 1977. Where it's a black exploitation film, kind of very proudly. Um, not doing a ton for the movement, but again at that time, uh, you know, at least there was something—a black hero, a black lead. Boy. Again, we. What year was that? Because this is the first time I'm hearing 1977, it. 1977.
1: 1977 that's yeah that, that's that's throwing back so I was a tender not quite one year old um, I I would throw out there and and again you know I don't want to put the cart before the horse but this does get into our sometimes uh, headbutting between superpowerdom versus like mystical arts you know supernatural type stuff because I think that the two coexist in the same plane but black yula Came out in 1972, so I don't know. I don't but, know if you want to that's say that's a super
0: villain If anything,
1: that depends. That depends on your <laughs> point of view. I mean, we can get it. <laughs> that's a whole separate, separate conversation. Because so, so, I'm sorry, if just, you're hungry <laughs> to the point of where you're hangry, you gotta have some blood. You gotta get some blood. That's all there is so, to it. So, so what? What in essence you're
0: saying is, I should do research on <laughs> now supervillains who
1: perhaps had uh, had right on their side? All I'm saying is if you were from that part of town in Transylvania, he's not necessarily <laughs> a villain. Uh, he's got now, special abilities. <laughs> he can fly. He wears a cape.
0: You know, Come on, bro. You have a lot of points in your favor. <laughs> uh, I will have to ask this, though. Was there like a Black Van Helsing in that film? Did you ever see Blackula? Of course. So then Black Van Helsing would be a superhero. <laughs>
1: you know in in that particular depending on who's behind the camera yeah i, I can see that that i can see two nerds in 1972 <laughs> Having this conversation over, you know, like a self-made waxed record recording <laughs> device. Yeah, that, that that probably did happen sometime.
0: One day we're going to uncover this podcast has been done oh, yeah. way before. Be like, no, for Black Hat Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> so then I had uh, I had really nothing that I classified as a as a superhero movie until 1993. No, they were, they were black uh, uh, characters that were mm-hmm. heroic, but not sure. a superhero. I'm not talking about right. a Marine. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, Mr. T on the A-Team, even right. though it wasn't a film. Th- th- I'm not counting those. I'm talking about superhero right. costumes, capes, sure. potentially masks.
1: Right. So Something the next- where the guy shows up or or woman shows up, you know, bursts through the door uh, or the wall. And, you know, well, it's not Kool-Aid, so it must be a superhero. <laughs> yeah, no, there was... There was nobody like that. I, Kool-Aid, not that
0: I can Kool-Aid it. man, also a supervillain, just for those keeping <laughs> score at home. That guy ruins once, houses.
1: And once again, not if you're thirsty. <laughs> ruins houses and gives you... Dabba-
0: thirst? <laughs> What's your problem I'm thirst? I'm anti-thirst now. And diabetes. So now what we're selling is that I'm an anti-beverage person, sir? Yeah. How dare you? (laughs) anti-thirstite. How dare you? So now this one actually falls uh, well into my uh, brain. (laughs) This was a Mm -hmm. movie I, no research, it popped in my head. I was like, oh, that movie.
1: Right.
0: Meteor Man. 1993's Meteor Man. A teacher is struck by a meteorite, develops superpowers, and battles his neighborhood gang in this comedy co-starring a young Don Cheadle. How crazy that he, that he wasn't the lead yeah well uh, the the lead Robert Townsend who uh, was on a bunch just, of shows I watched as a kid he was the yeah, writer and he, director
1: right that's what like he he made the movie so he's like I'm gonna play whatever damn part I want exactly
0: so you guys enjoy reading uh, when we finally publish it US comics you can find my avatar <laughs> <laughs> it's just just like me, he's like 4'25", of muscle, <laughs> bionic yeah, you,
1: arm, literally the when same you see guy. Him, you're gonna think Charlie immediately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Spoiler alert! <laughs> but I remember I saw the Meteor Man. Uh, Meteor Man, if I'm not mistaken, 1993. I think it was on the Ninja Turtles VHS like trailers.
1: Yeah, I can see that as being the kind of target demographic.
0: Yeah, and I could be totally wrong because I also have the sting memories of watching it on the WB channel because they used to do. I mean,
1: yeah, that that uh, was might Saturday also morning be or the...
0: Sunday morning movies. Totally,
1: yeah, I could see that in the morning. Now, again, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, not testing you or, or, <laughs> you know, uh, you of know, test, kicking, kicking tires or anything like that. But now, what year did Medium, uh, Meteor Man, come out? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Okay. So then I have to go ahead and play my um, play my elderly card, you know not just good for getting <laughs> me into movies at a uh, discounted grace. but what about Last dragon? Bruce Leroy is a gentleman of color but he's not and he's, that came out in 1985. This is like because I get
0: what you're saying. He's, he's Iron Fist in essence. like that he's is Iron
1: Fist, but a version that can actually fight. <laughs> not like this. Not like this. what happened this to not throwing too much shade <laughs> we're, just, we're just shoveling hate
0: <laughs> we've had so many
1: meetings <laughs> <laughs> we're big fans i swear to god don't don't change a channel is that a thing? podcast a, po- a, a, a podcast
0: where they're just negative about everything awesome do they have, do they have remote controls for podcasts Click. <laughs> what else is it Someone just threw their laptop out their fucking window. Like, no.
1: <laughs> Leave, Iron.
0: Leave Iron Fist alone. They're trying so hard.
1: They gave them a mask this year.
0: Now, Bruce Leroy, again, I agree with A loose definition, but that film doesn't set out to be a superhero film.
1: I mean, but doesn't it though? You you know, once you know the the problem is, you said it, and I'm
0: just trying to argue, so we
1: we don't agree. But the problem are you just sitting there reporting, saying no, no, no? But your head is vigorously going yes. up and down i'm nodding like, oh, an agreement. that in <laughs> fact what a good pull <laughs> well what are you texting me right now saying we've got to watch last dragon tonight <laughs> oh look at this charlie's on my phone oh man i met bruce
0: leroy and that was a wonderful moment in my uh, life
1: bruce leroy is the man he's still jacked i mean up. he's like he's now, very thin now but... funny well first of all anybody who has one name is automatically cooler <laughs> than you. When you're like, ah, my name is John, and he's like, uh, my name is Ty Mack. You're like, oh, you win. Enjoy. Enjoy whatever of mine you want. Yeah, exactly. Now, now conversely, one can have the debate, and I think, uh, you know, if it was Debate Club, you can equally argue either point. As cool as a one name name may be, a, uh, a name immediately followed by a title may be cooler because uh, in opposition of a bruce leroy leroy green to those who don't know you had shown Enough, quote the shogun of harlem so that might be i don't know man that's it's, it's tough close. It's and close. i feel like secretly
0: he might have been the hero he just wanted people to know his name they,
1: he just are. wanted an acknowledgement
0: <laughs> for his title who <laughs> is just, the master it's a simple question no reason to, to to <laughs> no reason to fight no reason to fight Bruce Leroy got all hyped up with his crazy Japanese hat and his popcorn. Oh, I remember man. that movie a lot differently than I think I should. Uh, yeah, it's a rewatch for you. But again, uh, what is what's interesting about Bruce Leroy uh, far more than than either of the movies listed so far is Bruce Lo- Bruce Leroy is very popular at conventions. Oh, I see. He's he's not on on he's not. He's not Daryl from The Walking Dead popular. He's not Tommy the Green Ranger popular. But the yeah. guy is consistently selling photos, signings. He's constantly shaking hands. I've seen him at multiple conventions because he is he does live in, this, in New York still. Oh, really? So I've seen him quite a few times, and I've chewed the fat with him a few times because events I work with, like my other little groups, um, he's come over just to be like, hey, what's up? Nice. So it's really kind of crazy is seeing that he has been able to. You said what year was that? Eighty-five. So thirty-three years later, people are still losing their shit over Bruce Leroy. So while that movie wasn't, rightfully so, a financial juggernaut, it certainly did well. It's certainly in the pop culture zeitgeist.
1: Well, I feel like it's become it's become that well after the fact. You know, it's become like a, a cult a cult classic, but the cult is very large.
0: Yeah, and and almost like the, the... the akin to the Warriors, which I don't think was as big of a deal two years after oh, it was yeah. released. As to now, I, I feel know. like people still, still want to, like, you know, buy the merchandise. There was that video game sure, from a few years sure. back. I'm shocked that Bruce Leroy didn't launch anything. There was no... to my knowledge, there wasn't a big comic book afterwards. There wasn't... it, oh. it seems... It seems adaptable, if you're trying to well, get you, that money.
1: You you know what it is also it's a it's a very Gordy movie, so you know he doesn't do anything that he doesn't have complete ownership of gotcha. in perpetuity. So I'm sure you know I'm sure that there were certain options on the table, but either the cut wasn't big enough or. You know, or they just did, they didn't want to uh, to mess with it anymore because, like you said, it was not this huge you know mega hit that they were almost expecting. You know, like the Yankees picking up a pitcher that that's not particularly good. They just swept it under the rug and they moved on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, now because imagine imagine you know Last Dragon the video game. Um, I'm imagining it right now. Imagine imagine a cartoon. Imagine how different the world would look sure. potentially if that was clung on to aggressively if someone said okay because Meteor Man I think where they screwed up was that movie tried. I vaguely remember it. The suit was kind of cool. The concept yeah. was was predictable but
1: like it had that like first flash TV yes kind of a uh, muscly suit. But it was kind of cool it was like gray and terrible.
0: green. It was a it was yeah. kind of a cool the
1: color scheme was awesome.
0: It was like very unique um and stood out because it didn't just feel like a Superman
1: parody. Any superhero that just <laughs> proudly rocks a straight mustache, like his <laughs> secret identity, might be a professional bowler. To me, I'm like, way to, way to go, bro. Like, You don't even need to wear your underwear outside your pants. You don't even need to wear pants. That mustache does your talking for you. Be like, oh, no, it's mustachioed, man. Uh, moving <laughs> uh, on. This, but side note, Charlie, we're adding mustaches to all of our heroes, <laughs> just just so you know done Every, even the women all of them <laughs> well, especially women, the women. The children we're not everyone. rude
0: um <laughs> where i feel like they screwed up is i feel like potentially that shouldn't have been a comedy i feel like if meteor man was sold as a real not not that comedies aren't real movies uh... but if it was sold as another superhero movie which in 93 wasn't overly common but again ninja Turtles existed the sequel sure. you know was coming out there was the original Superman movies were already like well a well-known thing and yeah the Batman movies had, had kind of started I think there was potentially you probably could have gotten uh, a different audience you could have you could have started building in because I feel like the minute you put that oh it's a joke well uh,
1: I don't want to play a devil's advocate for sake of you know being uh, contrary but sincerely. Isn't that kind of the Marvel mode right now, cinematically? I mean, people would not be wrong to say that these are action comedies as as the grouping. Yeah. So maybe it's not so much that they did the wrong thing, but maybe Meteor Man was before its time. That's true. I also feel like to watch the trailer, which I did
0: before recording, it's very like, we're a comedy. Whereas at least you. Marvel trailers are like, we're fucking epic. Look at us. This
1: is serious. Yeah. But I, and, and this is side, 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 side note to this first episode, so this is what you're in for, people. Sorry. Um, that, <laughs> there's that whole conversation also of trailers are rarely indicative of the movie that you're about to see. True. Trailers do often do things very, very wrong, where their one function is just supposed to be like, get people hyped up to go see this movie, get get asses in the seats. Um, you know, people accuse, rightly so, trailers of all kinds of stuff of either A, giving away all the best moments in the trailer. So when you're sitting there, you're like, well, I saw the best five minutes that this two hour movie has to offer in five minutes worth of trailers two months ago. Or B, you're like, I, this is not the movie that I expected to see when I sat down. And I'm not talking about plot. I'm talking about like, you know, like uh, the, the feel, the theme, yeah. the, the promise. So. Different conversation. Yeah, not, but,
0: but you know, an accurate one. Uh, that <laughs> takes us to to just one year later. They try it again with a, a comedy superhero movie. This time, bringing in my boy, uh, bringing in uh, alumni from one of the the most uh, somehow still underrated comedy shows. I think uh, in Living Colors, Damon Wayans plays Daryl Walker, an inventor who kind of seems special needs. Tries to clean up his neighborhood this time with the help of some low rent gadgets, a robot made from an old washing machine, and a sidekick named Other Guy. I'm talking about uh, one. I'm very, very unapologetically uh, a big fan of Blank Man. You're you're that guy? <laughs>
1: They've been looking for you. They sell some merchandise. How dare you?
0: How dare you? <laughs> I thought I thought this uh, personally. I feel like you did a better job than than Meteor Man did. You had really up and coming comedians um David Allen Greer and 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 Damon Wayne's were were able to ride ah. that that wave oh, of in living color
1: be at the time yes.
0: and um I, I think this time it was a a, a blatant comedy they weren't trying to oh, yeah to come across as serious the costume was right. absurd but
1: there was a lot Same of heart in that movie the that context, movie text anytime you have a movie that's predicated off of a skit or a series of skits Everyone at SNL will tell you be very very careful because <laughs> so there are some bits that are very funny in a two to three minute skit or a little you know a little blurb that um, become difficult to stretch out. but, but I, I agree with what you're saying, even though the context was uh, intentionally you know comedic um, like a like in a, a hey imagine if type of scenario. The, the uh, you know the, the hour and a half or, or whatever that it was it actually does really have a lot of heart and and ultimately at the end of the day it's a moralistic type story which if you're gonna tell a superhero story should shouldn't that be the one yeah. you know I mean I don't know they, they've been doing it for a long time you know
0: what's absurd is I've never put two and two together I didn't realize that this was a take on Handyman you're clearly it's the Batman equivalent of handy i swear wow yeah because right. you know in my defense you know i was nine
1: <laughs> when i Fair saw a movie but you're but you're not nine now so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't <What>? revisit <laughs> i didn't revisit my thoughts on blank man bro <laughs>
0: um now uh. we start getting into in a lot of ways of the era where we're 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 not quite at the best of the
1: era Right. Well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump in really quickly yeah, for for the sake of our you know higher thinking you know potential followers <laughs> and whatnot. The, the the proper term that I think we want to use is differently abled. Just putting that out there. Oh, just, is that the term? just a big asterisk right away? I'm the worst. Yeah, that, pretty pretty positive. That's the proper term. Huh. My I apologize. My no, I don't think there's any need because I've said it four we're, or five we're times. informative. And educational, hopefully, along with entertaining.
0: Because <laughs> I make no, I make no excuses for my ignorance. I'm just a dude trying. I'm just like, trying. Because we all, I'm just dumb. Because the I'm word doll. that pops into my head is not the word I, I know not to use. And then it's like, <laughs> okay, let's try to reverse engineer. Because I'm not a monster. I'm, I'm trying to be, right. if anything, a hero. But the yeah, episode one gotcha. already nice little red flag. Good. To, right. I'm just gonna edit out. Make it sound like you said it. <laughs> we ju- <laughs> We jump into uh, 1997 gave us two extremes. If you ask me, if you ask general public, they're both the same. Um, if you ask comic book fans, at least one tried. Uh, 1997, we see uh, Michael Jawite White play Marine Al Simmons, who's murdered, arrives in hell, sells his soul to get his woman back, and he is the Spawn. Um, Todd McFarlane has spent the last two decades trying to make a sequel. Obviously, I love this film. John Leguizamo kind of stole the movie oh, man. Um, as the, the clown. Oh man! As
1: the second that he shows up, it's over.
0: He uh, he really. Uh, you want to see you want to see two actors with wildly different approaches, and I like Spawn for what it is, um, and sure. it is a very very flawed movie. No one's pretending it's not. But uh, Michael Michael Jai White plays it very serious, very legitimate. He, he his spawn is very similar to the comic book. If you got rid of pretty much all of the depression and, and replaced it with anger, um, yeah. some of it's still there. He still has those beats. He does a he does a very good job, I thought. Very heavy um, prosthetics, and he emotes uh, fantastically. Okay. Kind of.
1: Uh, it, it it gotta be tough to to work through all that rubber and spandex, and you know.
0: Yeah, because because when he's when he's shown, you know, he's a he's a, a handsome guy, yeah. very similar to Ryan Reynolds. But if you look at the Ryan Reynolds Deadpool makeup, yeah. it's very light. Yeah, you can tell there's something wrong with him. It's supposed to be cancer all over his skin, mm-hmm. but it's not these huge divots. Look at look at Al Simmons. He he's yeah. a burn victim, and it, he looks it like looks Freddy like, Krueger plus two.
1: I was gonna say he looks like they took Freddy Krueger as we know him. And then put him in, like, the McDonald's deep fryer. <laughs> and then said, you know what, now maybe you're burned enough. Exactly. And there's a there's a wonderful scene
0: where he's kind of, like, remembering. And, and again, he just – he told the hell of a story through his eyes. But then you go on the flip side to John Leguizamo, who read that script, and must have asked someone, like, hey, how ridiculous can I be? And someone <laughs> told him, like, it's a comic book movie. Go nuts. And he was, like, done. And, um – you know you could accuse him of of eating up the scenery my argument would be like that is the character the character That's isn't exactly
1: subtle right. um, yeah the second the second that that character shows up the scene has to be about him just by the again by the definition of of what that character is
0: yeah almost a almost a super villain i mean this is probably going to cause an argument between us but a but a, a traditional super villain version of the clown from it where obviously they're both uh, villains, but one's a superhero villain and yeah. one
1: is just a horrifying alien right, thing. Oh right. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, we we, we would we don't have to necessarily get into um, into the differences, but yeah, I I see where you're going with that.
0: Yeah, twenty years later, though, people are still when they made announcements about the new spawn that yes. Todd McFarlane, the creator, he's gonna he's he's writing it. I think he's directing it. Uh, Spawn is going to be very much like a shadowy character, but it's being played by the great. Um, Jamie Foxx. Thank you, Jamie Foxx. People still, with those announcements, are like, but what about, are we going to bring Johnny Legs back for The Clown? And right, I, right, and, right. you know, one, I don't know if The Clown's in it. I, I suspect he's not. But two, how crazy is it that a film that most people were underwhelmed by didn't do the sort of money they were hoping it would? Still, people are like, yeah, but this was perfect.
1: Right, right. Well, you, Spawn is unique in that they also had the benefit of the... I don't know if you even remember it. They had the HBO animated series. Yes, which was wildly popular. It was, but it was also straight up the comic book. There were no real deviations except for some you know, uh, some, some edits for, for time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think a lot of times because they were relatively close to each other in terms of when they were released and, and what have you, In a lot of ways people kind of made the juxtaposition between the two and said well for whatever the movie version of spawn was imagine if you if you interlaced all this stuff and um i mean again if it was a movie it would have been i don't know if r would have been appropriate it would have been an nc-17 movie yeah (laughs) you know what (laughs) i mean because and i know the um i was in the mix i was right at the front door on the on the, the midnight you know uh, midnight premiere type lines for these comic books when they come out when when image hit the comic book shops my age demographic went absolutely berserk because we were getting content which like high-end premium cable wouldn't even give you yeah. and you know as far as our, our parents are concerned, am like oh they're just buying a comic book that's it's like archie you know so so we felt like we were getting away with something and um, it really separated itself from the from the from the from the two bigs, and everything along that that line. And you know, it must have been that I was just such an awesome kid. The fact that this character was a was a black guy never even registered. I mean, literally, it never even came up in the conversation of many many conversations that we had at the bus stop talking about you know these these characters and these storylines.
0: Yeah, it was it was interesting because. This movie is a lot different than than the films I mentioned before, because his blackness isn't important, right? He's black. No one's hiding the fact he's black, right? But it's right, irrelevant. Right. Sure. Easily, Al Simmons could have been a white guy. And right. what's funny about the origin of that character, from my understanding, from from reading interviews with Todd McFarlane, he specifically was like, I want him to be black. But that's all I give a fuck about. I want a main character who's a black guy. But it's not going to take place in Harlem. It's not going to be, you know, he's not going to talk jive. He's not going to have an afro. He's a, a Marine. He's he's just a badass. Um, right, right, so right. much so in one of his, Todd McFarlane had a run in Spider-Man. And there's a scene where Spider-Man alludes like, well, what color do you think I'm under here? So obviously that was something Todd McFarlane thought the the industry was lacking. And sure. this movie ironically is is, you know, even if we account for for the two add-ons from you, you know, this is the this is would be the what fifth sixth um movie yeah, to, to 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 yeah. feature uh, a black right. hero. Now for moving to something that I could argue there's plenty of good in spawn, its rating is really what hurt it in a lot of ways. They had to cut you know, cut the fangs off, as it were, to an abysmal piece of garbage that I don't know if anyone can defend. And that's 1997's Steel. Uh, Shaquille uh, O'Neal plays John Henry Irons, a I weapons don't designer. Even
1: think Shaq would defend that.
0: It would be hard. Um, he has like a magical sledgehammer. <laughs> it's supposed to be technology, but it's not. Um, it, he He literally utters the phrase, it's hammer time. Which makes me want to punch myself in the face. Yeah, yeah. That trailer, by the way, gave me such douche chills because I remember, <laughs> I remember being a kid and being like, "Oh, this is crazy!" Or are they gonna find a way of working in Superman? You wish. I mean, they're gonna be like a, but it's a totally, it's very Catwoman esque. Which don't worry, that's on the list. Um, finally, <laughs> in nineteen ninety eight, everyone stops. A bona fide star. Um. Plays the title character. Uh, this movie goes on to to take the spot. Spoiler alert for the rest of this list. Until Black Panther, this next movie is the one that everyone goes. Black superhero movies work. Black hero movies work. His blackness is very much kind of part of the character in a, mm-hmm. albeit a subtle way. But I'm of course talking about Blade. Wesley Snipes is the is the vampire human hybrid. Uh, who hunts vampires by, by night and, uh, I guess, just relax during the day. Two sequels, Blade 2 in 2002, Blade Trinity in 2004. Blade Trinity, side note, in my opinion, is really the very first time we get to see Wade Wilson uh, in sure. a movie. Um, you could just tell that Ryan Reynolds was going like, okay, I get to talk smack and have weapons, done. I know, yeah, he, I know the was source He playing material. that
1: part in his mind
0: since Blade, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but 1998, despite having two sequels, still no one was willing to take a chance. What what, what was it about Blade? Things that I've heard in the past. I would love to know your opinion, though. Mm-hmm. I've heard, well, it's really a vampire movie. So it's not about a True. hero. It's about vampires. People care about the vampires. Other things mm-hmm. I heard were it's Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is a star. He's True. the ticket. We can't replicate this with an unknown what uh what do you feel like? Why why was Hollywood still so afraid of uh, of a black man on the on the poster? Why were they why were they reluctant to to try right. it?
1: You know what, and it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting question because like like you're like you've pointed out, you have if, if someone's gonna walk into a producer's meeting, they on their big board, they, they could point to multiple examples why you know, their movie could have been the one that grossed $700 million um, domestically. Um, but, the, but the fact is, Charlie, and I, I truly believe this uh, for a lot of things, but for this subject also, it all boils down to the, to the source material. So if you look at your list, with very, very few exceptions, and to me I think Spawn is an even better example... Than um, than Blade was, because you're right. You know, depending on on the, the playground, so to speak, that you take your toys to. Um, whenever you're dealing with like with the vampire uh, the vampire um, genre, there are certain uh, rules that you have to play with. You know, so it's not just enough that you show up with your ball. Someone is dictating to you. All right, well, this, that, and the other thing. You have to go from here to here. Here are the rules. Here's how you score, and blah blah blah. Um, when, you have, when you have great source material, you're, you're not just showing up with a ball. You, you have a rule book. And I don't think that um, up until really this point, they had that advantage. So even though Black Panther um, is a great character in and of its own right, before they were really talking about uh, just beginning to, to think about bringing him to the, to the, uh, to the, to the big screen... As a comic book character, I mean, similar to Iron Man, frankly, and we've had this conversation privately before. Iron Man was on the was on the silver screen. He was a B list hero, absolutely. And I feel like Black Panther, um, you, I, I would put him in that category, not not for any other reason than just the the stories that they put out. He was never a character that had multiple titles, and so on and so forth. So the fact that this movie did as well as it did had everything to do with the fact that your audiences were ready for it they were ready for it and that they knew that they were ready for it you can catch people by surprise you can give someone so you know a sandwich that tastes awesome full of stuff that they would never uh, it would never have occurred to them to to pile pile on between two pieces of bread if you know what i mean cuz we're yeah. sandwich people yeah you know you know they they got something that they wanted something that they were vocally asking for and anticipating as an eventuality and i think they really did a beautiful job but that all being said it was still um within the context of this rule book that was established by the movies that came before it so that's just you know that's just my two cents
0: it's just disappointing because you look at a character like Black Panther has been around for so long, Luke Cage has so been around long. for so long and mm-hmm. and they're still just not let's be let's be totally frank. As much as I might hate what Marvel does and they kind of have now changed everything that they do to reflect the movies because movies are real. Movies right. are what the mainstream care about. So it's comic book people go to the movies, that money is sold. They're right. getting me and, to go yeah. see Ant-Man 7. Those
1: tickets are pre-sold.
0: So they change everything else to kind of capture the movie audience. Be like, oh, that funny book looks like Robert Downey Jr. Right. That's Iron Man. Now I'm going to finally yeah. read him.
1: I mean, and, but that goes all the way back to Superman. Very true. When the Superman the movie came out, the way Superman was drawn in the comic books at the time did not look like, you know, like, like uh, my, my man Chris Reeves. But... Once the movie did what it did and kind of changed the game, now all of a sudden the comics, the merchandising, you know, everything reflected the movie look.
0: Yeah. And and you know, again, there's there's some logic behind it. It just bugs me that sure. they sense. had such a business, you know? suddenly Blade becomes popular again, becomes very popular, specifically right. in um in different social groups. What I mean by that is, is that we did see financially uh, uh, more dollars coming in from 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 black nerds, uh, kind of before they had that identifier. Sure. It was cool right. to read Blade, being Puerto Rican, being Mexican, being black, being sure. Indian, being white. You bought Blade because Blade was a bad. Um,
1: and you know what, though, you know what, Charlie, and again, this is this is my personal opinion. We haven't discussed this prior. But a lot of it also has to do with that it's it's something, it's something different because for me, you know, uh, people, people, you actually you also because our parents, you know, knew each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know anyone who would uh, you know be identified or self identify as a as a person of color would by, almost by default, like you know, even if you didn't choose to to line up on a certain. On, on a certain side or the other or if you don't acknowledge that there's a line down 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 the room you know on the floor of the room you know society does tend to want to categorize you so when you have uh, a subject matter that's like you know you're like well that's that's my category now I, I kind of I, you know it's almost like an obligation like well we have to go see this and I have um, I have plenty of examples of friends of mine and, and some friends of, of both of ours who saw the movie but were disappointed by certain aspects of the movie while at the same time you know reflecting on the fact that but at least it's out but at we're least talking it's about out Blade or black panther black panther you know th- there are certain things that i would have liked to see changed or different very very few of them were like well you know i wish it hadn't come out because i like i disliked certain things so much so um, and and you know what, for Blade also, there are certain aspects of Blade. And, and I mean, that I third act
0: bigger, is kind of terrible.
1: Yeah, but that, and, you know, that's again, not true. You want to talk about the big, CGI The big like end certain is things, kind of terrible. Certain things, yeah. Well, you know, like I said, a lot of it does have to do with when you're dealing with comic book dumb in general. You do have a bit for most for most uh, for most things. There are certain things like like Watchmen had very uh, had a very um, kind of finite. Uh, block of story arc that they could really tell, um, or 300, things like that. But when you have something like whomever, Captain America or Black Panther or like on the DC side, you know, the Justice League, Superman, blah, 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 Aquaman, like you you have all of these potential story arcs that you can... X-Men is, uh, I think, the best example of all the fucking X-Men stories that are out there, these, these you know, uh, great social, uh, you know... Deadpool Deadpool to set it himself, you know, referring to in movie, the X-Men is like uh, you know, as an example of uh, you know, of the civil rights movement in the 60s um, personified so you have this, this great source of material that you can choose from and what they do choose to do so you know, in Black Panther's case again, obviously I'm very, very glad that it exists, that they did it but to me it was very much so a vehicle to advancing the overall story arc to to Infinity War. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. like a setup. So you know, you people aren't stupid. You know, people aren't dumb. And and you really know that, especially when there are people who have not gone out and spent all of their money and seeing all of the Marvel movies, and there are certain parts of the of Black Panther that they just didn't get. Um, totally. You know, that's what they talk about sequels. That's the best thing that people can say about a sequel is that. You know what? This movie is great, and you didn't have to see the movie that came before it. When Black Panther came out, it had what, 14, <laughs> 14 movies, something like that, that yeah. came out beforehand. You're really asking a lot. So again, I, I I saw it multiple times. I I did really really like it. I'm very very glad that it exists. I'm even more glad that it did so well. But you know, it's um, it, it is also in terms of the uh, the uh, the checkoff sheet. Um, it's not completely a check-off.
0: Gotcha. And and just for, for time's sake, we are running out of time in this very first episode. Uh, I think it's going well. Hopefully the people at home do too. Give us a rate, comment, subscribe. It really does help us justify uh, doing the show. And also, just do it. Come on. Just hit that button. Just do it because it's fun. Just, just click. It. It's fun. Just, yeah, it's just a good time. You click can it, yell at us really on the internet. To. You can do it. So we won't tell anybody. (laughs) Before I kind of rush through the rest of the list, the one thing I really wanted to touch base on for a second was the next film, 2000. Saw um, what a lot of people considered at the time a gold standard of superhero movies. It was the first really big team up. It was X-Men. Now, following Blade, uh, this is just a couple years later, they stole some of the formula for the people that were against the idea of a black character kind of in the forefront. They said, "Well, it has to be a star." So they go out and they get Halle Berry to play Aurora Monroe, Storm. Oof. Now, Storm had already been wildly popular on the X-Men cartoon. This wasn't a B-list character. Uh, mm-hmm. If she was a B-list
1: character well, she, in someone's eyes, let, of, let's say she the was the leader of the team when they split into two teams. Yeah,
0: and and you know what? I'm going to backpedal a bit because I don't think she was A-list. Because if A-list, we're talking about you know Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. Um. Captain America, Wolverine. Uh, She is B plus. Yes. She is. She is the next. You're talking about
1: X-Men. There's the only A character is Wolverine because the second you insert Wolverine to any conversation or story arc, it becomes about Wolverine. Exactly. So every it's not it's not a it's not any kind of um, slight towards Storm or you know any of my favorite X-Men you know Colossus, Cyclops, whomever, Rogue. Um, even, even, you know, even um, Jean Grey takes a takes a backseat to, uh, to to Logan because that's just what they, you know, it's just how they wrote it.
0: Yeah, I, I, what I wanted to ask, and Jean Grey is is the one I'd probably argue for. But as far as Marvel women characters, was Storm among the top? Was she arguable, arguably the number one female? Because as far as female um, superheroes went in the big two, Wonder Woman right. was winning by a mile, almost sure. accidentally.
1: Sure, Wonder Woman has to be first. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and again, I think it has to do with um, your personal taste. But, yeah, I think if you polled 100 comic book fans and said, you know, who are the top three, uh, you know, uh, female superheroes, you um, I think that she would pull really, really high. So yeah, I'd say that.
0: So huge disappointment for most fans. Even the people that love X-Men say, Mm -hmm. What the hell? There's not enough storm. Now this series secondary character in the movie. Yeah. Now this this series, the X-Men series has an unfortunate history of this. Um she's in X two, she's in X-Men three, she's in Days of Future Past. Never really that important. At one point she fought. For more material, she winds up kind of a secondary, not quite a love interest, but they they kind of put her in the sequel very much with Nightcrawler, and they they, they give her some acting moments, but again, it's not the character. A lot of people would argue. Uh, Will I am plays Wraith in X Men Origins Wolverine. Um, Zoe Kravitz arguably has the 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 biggest part in any of these. Um, in X Men First Class. Uh, also, Darwin was uh, was play, was a black character. 2011, I'm sorry, in 2016, we get Bishop shows up again, kind of ancillary. Oh, um,
1: and I loved Bishop. I was so disappointed that he Yeah, and he looked small... so cool, I thought. Uh, he looked great. The actor was good. Omar, so. Omar Sy, I believe. Um,
0: and Alexandra Ship winds up playing Youngstorm. In X Men Apocalypse, looked cool. The part had fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, Halle Berry kind of follows herself up with Catwoman, which everyone knows is a disaster. Incredibly. the next bona fide A plus black superhero on the silver screen, we get to see Sam Jackson play a uh, uh, Lucius Best, um, my man Frozone. Oh yeah. I think we forget how important that character was. Mm-hmm. Um, again, happened to be black, very obviously black. He's a black guy. Winds up almost <laughs> playing second fiddle to how awesome he is, which I think yeah. is important. It's it's We see it a lot in, in movies where what's more important, the, the ethnicity or the character? In, in this case, I think it was that perfect balance where they weren't hiding who he was, but he's cool because Frozone's cool. Kids at the bus stop were not talking about him being black. They were talking about how great Frozone was. Right, right, right. Um, Then we wind up getting, uh, in 2008, Iron Man. We see uh, Nick Fury again. Uh, Jackson shows up there. Um, And obviously, uh, Rhodey makes his appearance in
1: the first one. Always intended to kind of be the sidekick. Can I just jump in on you real quick? Because this was, and sometimes, you know, when the calendar pages, you know, uh, tear off in that animation from (laughs) movies from the 30s, people forget. The fact that uh, the fact that uh, Nick Fury was played by Sam Jackson is only due to the fact that the Ultimates, uh, the Ultimates comic books drew him differently. You know, the original, you know, uh, the original appearance of Nick Fury on the screen was (laughs) Mitch (laughs) Buchanan. You know, so you know, <laughs> you're lucky that you didn't see him running in, in slow motion at, at some point. Baywatch um, Nights went real fucking high end. <laughs> and, and, and you know, the, the fact that matters that when they announced, you know, we can have a really, really hellacious type of uh, fan base. Um, when they announced that the casting people went apeshit. A lot of people went absolutely apeshit. And I, I personally was I, I like to pride myself that I can kind of see. What's coming in the horizon? So I try not to be surprised by too much. I was completely taken aback. I had no, I did not see that coming whatsoever. I really didn't. That people were going to have a problem with Sam Jackson, who's arguably our most prolific for like who's been in more movies than, <laughs> than Sam Jackson? You kidding me? Um, the fact that they that they cast him as, as a you know, Nick Fury obviously elevated the character, became instrumental to putting the entire Avengers team together and blah 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 blah, blah Yackety smackety, but that they used the ultimate version which can is you know it's just the cooler version. you know it, it's literally um, Sam Jackson <laughs> putting together the Avengers, you know I don't care what you want to call them and knocking out a nine. Um, but, but people had a real friggin' problem with it and, and that just goes to show you at that you know in, in that day and age it, it still was not ready to happen. And you unfortunately, know, something got that is
0: still happening. I, I think what's really a shame is we're, we're still seeing the same problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's still a lot of people who just, you know, there are a lot of people who, who, who probably complained and whined that Black Panther had to be a
1: black guy. <laughs> Christ, I hope not. <laughs> well, but, but again, that, that goes back to my point where the source material becomes very, very important. Because when you have two versions of Nick Fury and one's black and one's white, the, uh, the consensus seems to still be that even, even if you don't want to say consent, like an agreement that it should be, um, let's just talk about expectation. The expectation that they were going to cast a white actor as the white version of Nick Fury, which clearly didn't happen. And I think, you know, you have to give Marvel credit that that's the way they went. I'm going to I'm going to take the high road and say that it wasn't because of star power and then it wasn't because of, you know, their following or this and the other thing. Um, just that that's the better that that was the better version, the more uh, the more interesting version of that character and just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. I mean, when in when in doubt, I'm, I'm usually going to try to lean towards the, the positivity, believe it or not. Uh, then we have Hancock. I don't, uh, Again, don't 2008, we saw another major, major, major star. Uh, same year as Iron Man. the Will Smith gets the superhero treatment. A very, very interesting movie that really falls apart in the third act. The first two-thirds of this movie are widely, widely considered
1: fantastic. Yeah, I, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the third act. I don't have any problem with that at all.
0: Um, I just think that they wasted uh, the premise in the third act. That could be the only a personal thing they thing. wasted
1: was that refrigerator.
0: <laughs> um, but what's really great is we have, again, now an original character um, yes. in an industry that people constantly now are complaining for some reason that comic book movies were all the rage. This was a time where they went, no, we can kind of do something. Clearly inspired yeah. by Demon in a Bottle, which was an Iron Man uh, comic book arc. Mm-hmm. So a superhero who was uh, hated by most of L.A., phenomenal premise, he winds up uh, again. This movie made made waves it, sometimes in the wrong direction. It
1: looked Great. Well, don't forget also. I mean, and this is something that we have really haven't discussed. I don't know if you remember, but this was before the um, the, the, the second iteration of the cinematic Superman, which maybe it was a sequel to Smallville, maybe it was a sequel to the Chris Reeves movies, but. Um, When they were talking about casting Superman, Will Smith's name came up early and often. And once again, people fucking lost their minds, which is which is interesting. I actually find it. I'm I'm
0: curious what your real thought is, because you and I've had multiple conversations throughout um, my lifetime because I'm younger, younger, younger. Some of your life (laughs) I wasn't around because you're older than me. You are old. I am young, old. Put the kryptonite away, buddy. Everyone knows. How would you have felt if will Smith, um one of the most loved actors, especially at the time, um tremendous talent? How would you have felt if who, if they went this was, new direction with Superman?
1: Sure. who was hotter than Will Smith at the time of that that those conversations came up? No, I mean, he was Mr nobody, he was Mr. Summer Blockbuster. Nobody no, he he was can't miss will uh, Willie Style. Summer, summer, summer time. <laughs> um, what I, what I will tell you is this, and and anyone who knows me, my my comic book, you know, fandom, uh, very often kind of leads the conversations for me, and I don't, and I can't help it. It's just, it's, just, it's a runaway train. <laughs> it's the, this juggernaut of words. Um, just can't stop it. I am, I'm a purist to the point of uh, being really fucking annoying. You know, my wife Missy, who you may, may, may or may not know. <laughs> um, I see her actively roll her eyes whenever we're watching something, where I know the source material. I'm that I'm that fucking guy who people have to tell to shut up in movie theaters or even living rooms surrounded by friends, where like I just can't help being like, well, in the book version, that's that, bah, 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 bah. I'm that guy. So you know, only half apologetically. But that being said, um, if Will Smith had put on the you know the tights and the cape. I would not have had a problem with it if you had said to me, you know, at th- that time, and this was before obviously Hancock. If you said, "Well, you'll have," I'll give you a choice: either Nick Cage, or Will Smith can play Superman for you in in the next Superman movie. I would have picked Will Smith every day of the week and twice on Sunday. My only uh, my only kind of um, caveat would have been, you have to explain it. You just have to explain it. That's all. And that's that's often my asterisk. That's often my caveat when they talk about all kinds of things. Probably most famously amongst our friends in circle, which this can be a conversation to be had later. Also, um, the Ghostbusters reboot. You know, they're talking about like you know a new cast and this and the other thing. And I said, explain it. You just have to explain why. I think what you can't do is disrespect the source material and just fucking change something seemingly for the sake of changing it. I would have had no problem with Wilson. I have no problem with they do it now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you you know what's funny is there's an Earth, you know, DC. There's an Earth version of everything.
0: Yeah. Well, Uh, what I find interesting is you and I have had versions of this conversation, but I'm actually not not quite blown away. That's very dramatic. But I'm surprised because I've always felt like if the soul of the character is there, build the world around that soul. So in my head, my sure. big fear if Will Smith played Superman is that they wouldn't acknowledge the differences in being a black good old boy and traditional white Clark being a good old boy. Um, it's something I, I, I the one one of the weird aspects about Superman Returns that I really love is people made a big deal that he had a beer. Be like, that's just what people in small Kansas do. So to me, I would have loved to see a version of Ma and Pa Kent that were black uh, and still farmers. That's That doesn't sure. go away. It's not like suddenly, you know, suddenly you don't need to change the, the tropes, but seeing the different way. It really does. In my head, I would love to have seen a scene where the, the little black kid in school is getting bullied as he's mm-hmm. picking up the football equipment. Like you All could have, in right, well, essence, cause... redone the, the Richard Donner Superman film, and it has mm-hmm. a, a complete different set of sure. implications
1: right right the connotations the connotations become very very different with the exact same situations and that's not any kind of judgment that's just oh it's just a know, fun part just, of a brain that's yeah well that's just like kind of the society that's that's again you are like here's the ball but here's the rule book to the game yeah so you, you're not allowed to to just kind of play the game however you want and and the other thing is and i think this bears This bear is stating, is that these stories, these you know, we we call them four color funny books, um, which are the source material. So the movie version would be, I guess, four color, color you know, funny funny reels. (laughs) Um, But but the fact is, yeah, it's fantastical, and it's it's you know, it's things that you you, you know are are not based in reality. But the moralistic. Things that you walk away from these movies and these comic books and these tv series are very much real and if you in a circumstance like that if you took superman who has you know a 75 year history 75 80 80 year mm-hmm. um history and I'll, I'll put it this way when they gave superman long hair back in 1996 i didn't care i said why why yeah. okay so here's Superman. Now he has long hair. Okay. So the first thing I said, the first thing out of my mouth was, "Oh, I can't believe he has long hair. Oh, I hate that he has long hair. Or even, I like that he has long hair." My thing was like, "Oh, okay. Why? Why does he have long hair? Same as when they, you know, made him electrical. Same as when they took away his underwear. You know, basically it all constitutes down to to the why of it. So when you have source material that something is predicated off of. You know, you you really should, I think, as a creator, you should honor that. And and also, to me, and I I know for a fact that you agree with this, Charlie. That's the fun of it. Yeah, it's someone, it's, it's if the someone best. Someone came to you and said, "Hey, give me a story." and Now Superman's black. I'd be you'd be licking your lips. And yeah, we started a, together. we started
0: a publishing company because of it. Because of <laughs> the of the okay, but now he's a salamander.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, let's just finish up the list quick. Um, Terrence Good. Howard, who originally played. Uh, Rhodey in Iron Man left because Bires they wouldn't pay him enough he, he was the star <laughs> he was really the, the name because uh, RDJ you know had his problems so Don Cheadle now comes in gets to be second fiddle in another superhero movie he gets to be Iron Machine uh, I'm sorry War Machine Iron Patriot uh, he does that in Iron Man 3 Age of Ultron Civil War Infinity War uh, Captain America we get introduced to, Stam, uh, to Sam Wilson Played by Anthony Mackie He winds up being the Falcon Fantastic Four We do get a, a an ethnic swap Michael B. Jordan, my boy Gets to play Johnny Storm um, Pretty much all they did to explain it Was that uh, Sue Storm was adopted I thought Sue they should have had I really wish they, they had bigger balls Personally, that movie's a mess But one of the things that bothered me Was go all in, man If you're going to go Johnny Storm is black Their dad is black, just let her be black just
1: let her be black. I don't need Sue or, Storm was Latina last time. Don't I, bullshit me. Again, my two cents. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was just entirely fine, especially because, uh, you know, I love the actor. Um, and you know what? That that little minor thing like, oh, yeah, she's adopted. That was it for me. I'm like, okay, yeah. move on. It didn't. We that didn't, I it. just wish the rest of the movie was me. good. We Internet did. lost and, its and mind. Again, <laughs> and Charlie and I have this thing, listeners. Um we we often refer to things as the the Hulk opening credits regarding, of course, the TV series Hulk starring dun, 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 uh, Luke, nah, nah, what did you say Lou Ferrigno? Um, nah, 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 dynamite, music, exactly dynamite? Uh, can you know uh, re reappearing villain so on and so forth? <laughs> I can. I'm not having a stroke. Edit that out. <laughs> um, but that 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 idea that you can set up, especially these type of uh, um stories you can set it up with literally the introduction that lasts the opening credits of a tv show and hulk did it really really well a lot of anime does it really really well also by the time you listen to that you now know exactly you've been set up for the story arc you're like all right and proceed with the giants trying and to eat everybody go ahead exosquad did and a great job. I, I mean they Charlie, so many of them so many of them did. And there's no earthly reason why um, in movies they can't do exactly the same thing. They're starting to kind of flirt with it here and there. Sometimes you'll go actually Infinity War was a good example where you watched almost five or six minutes worth of movie before you saw like an opening title card. Yeah. Which me, that's a that's a very easy way for me to get, like hee hee hee. Okay, I'm ready now. They did the Hulk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So but within the course of a movie, if you say, "Oh, by the way, now Johnny Storm is black," I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to this explanation." And just that little bloop, it's almost like uh, it's almost like what you it You know, it's almost like a little tidbit where a character is named something that I know of from the twelfth issue that came out in 1987, and that's the same name of the hot dog fucking vendor. I'm like, "Oh, great! That that was for me." That's how I feel about it. Um, again, internet lost its mind,
0: um, but but you know, they can they can kick Stupid rocks. Internet. Um, <laughs> finally, <laughs> we get Chadwick Bosom shows up in Civil War. Um, people go, uh oh, what's this now? Let's do uh-huh. this, and uh, really, people start to get excited. Yep. Um, Dawn, uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice does show Victor Stone played, played by Ray Fisher. We finally get um, Cyborg will show up in the Justice League movie. I don't want to talk about Batman
1: v Superman. Um, we Lawrence then get Suicide Fishburne, Squad. Will Smith too, is. And I know kind of jumped over Lawrence Fishburne being. Oh, um, very true in Man of Steel. Yeah, being a recast, which they absolutely did not address whatsoever, and absolutely did not need to be addressed whatsoever. Yeah,
0: his his ethnicity really has nothing to do with that character. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, there's right. plenty of black people named white. It's not like it was an Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Frapper I would have needed, like, <laughs> uh, adopted? Like, Let's huh. get that adopted line. Will Smith uh, jumps into another superhero film, this time as a villain. Uh, plays Deadshot in 2016's Suicide Squad. Made a shit ton of money. I don't want to hear it from anyone who's like, that movie's bad. It's fine. It's fine for what they were going for. It's a it's, yeah, a, huh. it's a little sloppy. It's a little messy. But At this point, it's not of about good.
1: bad or good. I mean, you you know, that's, that's, again, it's a different conversation. So with all of that said, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so with all of that said,
0: wow, where where are we landing, man? Is it just? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a, a little bit early. For you, you feel like it's the source material. There's no, there wasn't the source material being utilized. So I'll I'll turn it on its head, man. Luke Cage worked. Black Panther worked. Uh, Black Lightning is now on the CW. So slowly we're getting this influx. To go off the superhero path, um, crazy, crazy rich Asians just made a monstrous um, showing at the box office. What is it going to take to get considerably more of this? Or are we on that road? Are we finally on the road where people are going like, I don't care if they're black, white, Cuban or Asian. Um, a great that, movie, a great character is 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 either of those things.
1: My, my blanket statement on the subject, Charlie, is this. That color does matter. It really does. Uh, but that color is green. And I'm not talking about the Hulk, and I'm not talking, <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about Green Goblin, and I'm not talking about Leprechauns. Um, I think that when you show something, when you can point to an example of something being financially viable, you've, you've rewritten the rule rulebook. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think we are now on that path. And whether it's like the stock market, whether it's a correction, You know, because of of certain things have been going for so long a certain way, and then now a curveball is thrown, and you're like, oh, you know, whomever, groups, companies, organizations, individuals, whomever, they realize, oh, well, you know, there is something. I think there's something to this, and there's money to be made. That's when you're going to see it, and that's across. That's across the board. That's publishers. That's movie makers. That's you know, that's you know, TV makers you know your Netflix and your amazons and and, and all the others um I think ultimately wh- whether it's right or wrong that's the defining factor so yeah I think that we're gonna see a lot more of that personally I think it's it's you know it's well well past time um, and I, I really don't care the reasons for it I really don't as long as it's happening,
0: shocker to no one. I, I totally agree. I do think we need um we need people for lack of a, a better idiom for fear of of using yet another curse because I have such a filthy mouth on this episode. Um, <laughs> gonna be bleep to hell for YouTube. Um, part of me feels like the the industry just needs needs balls. Uh, vibe DC's comic book sold very well, very consistently. Uh, we had a Latino hero, an original. Uh, hero kind of not um, not taking over a mantle. Not a new. This character has been around for a long that time. Diablo. <laughs> exactly. Um, they canceled this book because you're kidding. It didn't. You, this was a while back. This is while the New Fifty Two was going on. But oh, it was oh one of gosh. the books during the New Fifty Two that did really consistently well. Really well written. Beautiful. Beautifully. Beautifully put together. Art wise and ink wise and color wise. And they were like, well, you know, we could do another Batman book. And and yeah, there is more money to be had. Here's my feeling, though. Because they could make a successful argument. They did another Bat book that took its spot. And that did sell better. But Vibe could have been a cartoon. Vibe could have been a movie. And would have given us what the, the Latino community doesn't have in the mainstream still. So... My two cents well, is well it's a combination yeah. of this stuff is making money, that's all well and good. Someone has to be brave enough to say, We're gonna try it. Someone has to be the first one that puts up that money and they should do it responsibly. The end the bottom yeah. line is Black Panther was a responsible budget compared to a lot of its Marvel counterparts. Totally. So so yeah, of course it made a fajillion dollars. It wound up being good. You got a good
1: director, right. you're a good writer. You put the effort in. Good performances, good everything else. But also now, here's the thing: it was also set up. So you you were introduced to this character. It wasn't uh it wasn't a bucket of cold water to the face. Um, it was set up, and it was part and parcel of a multi you know a decade long string of movies. So you can't discredit its setup. It was it was set up to succeed I he- to the I point hear that. where if it had failed, it would have been in spite of all these other things.
0: Okay, and, and while I 100% agree with you, we did talk about though, Blade made a ton of money. So it's like when absolutely. in doubt, get, get that hot star. the the My feeling is this, it's like this, in a lot of ways I feel like Black Panther is part of the setup. We're now saying, look, this counts. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Um, you know, and again, I know you're not, I know you're not saying that that's not the case. What I am saying though, is I think a lot of people do what, what you just did. And they're like, they're giving that, but it's a vampire movie asterisk, which, which fundamentally bugs me. It's like, yes, black Panther was set up completely agree with that being said, you took that monster director. You took, you know,
1: one of the best young actors working
0: hell. Yeah. You're going to get a good
1: movie. And you know what, though? Here, here's the thing, Charlie. You can take the exact same set of uh, stipulations and rather than saying like, you know, it's it's all about tone. Because if, if someone texted that those sentences uh, or emailed those sentences, the perspective of the person reading it would skew it to their way of thinking. Because the exact same thought could be like, yeah, well, it was set up by the Avengers movies and it's part of an overall story arc as opposed to, yeah, and it was set up by the Avengers movies and it's part of an overall story arc. So rather than implying that, well, it, it was successful, but it had all these things specifically working for it that helped it be that way, uh, and the, the, the alternative take on that and it's the exact same set of circumstances, like, well, yeah, and it was set up by the Avengers and it's a part of this, and you know the the point is that when you have something important and that's what it was it was important it was like a milestone type of moment and and movie and you know the audience was clamoring for it rather than just blurting out there some half-assed attempt of saying like well we tried Con- you know i think the yeah. exact opposite was they knew how important it was and it was handled in just the right way so I'm, I'm not giving, um, I'm not giving any kind of like, uh, I'm not taking away credit. I'm giving credit. Good. Uh,
0: if, they, if they 100% believe that, though, they really should have thrown them some extra money for that CG at the end or those rhinos. Those two things. Only <laughs> two things that bug me. Everything else is pretty great. So the, <laughs> the last Still thing. They'll look better than the rhino in the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> well, now you're just trying to hurt me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about, then we're going to get out of here. Uh, I wouldn't be doing my job. Uh, if I didn't get at least some uh, cheap plug-in, Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, w-
0: you were the mastermind behind. Um, uh, I-, I guess. I guess we'll leave it to the fans to decide. But at least on paper, one of our most important characters with U.S. Comics is Anu. Mm-hmm. Anu is aesthetically a black man. He he is an alien, but uh, but much like Will Smith playing Superman. Um, being an alien doesn't disqualify you from from looking humanoid sure when we first um, were kind of conversing about the universe that we're building um, which I know I'm bearing a lot of leads right now but uh, to be totally honest I'd rather surprise them uh, on our Instagram uh, read you US can comics. fix it in
1: fix it in the edit it's fine just at read us comics
0: do it uh-huh. go there right now um, <laughs> uh, why he he was originally uh, going to be white. What led you down the road of changing his skin
1: tone? Um, well, you know what though, and like you said, it's it's a multifaceted um, it's a multifaceted thing. And uh, time time permitting, I, I don't want to bore whatever listeners are left to tears. <laughs> um, but it became about the storytelling for me. Um, aesthetically, uh, it, it, he could have been he could have been you know he could have been maroon or aqua colored. Uh, it really wouldn't have mattered. Um, but when you talk, when you're thinking about the storytelling and when you think about the, the historical connotations that the character has on the planet earth and, and race has been a, a factor, you know, for longer, you know, longer than it's been an issue, you know, in our lifetimes or, or in American history or, or what have you, um, it became one of those things where when you're developing a character, and you want to include certain things that allow for good storytelling, you know, either before or after the fact of introduction. So up to the point of introduction for our purposes, uh, it really wasn't so much a factor. He's he's an alien. Like, the, the first adjective that you give him is that he's an alien. Um, you know, and then we talked about the historical things within our universe that he's responsible for this, either directly or indirectly. Um, the, fa- the, the fact of his skin tone was completely and 100 percent uh not a factor whatsoever in terms of the design it was really more so for the moving forward of it because we're we're hopefully god willing telling these stories that will both entertain and also have something to say you know like we were talking about some of the some of the the movies and whatnot like you want to walk out having kind of like having had something not in the uh, alien sense but something planted within, within you. <laughs> um, you you know and, and almost like you didn't even realize it like some something you know you, you learned something or or something was uh, reiterated that you already felt or, or what have you or just you know just setting up for you know for fun setting up for curveballs for down the road um, I didn't really seeing be that particularly interesting to making a Superman. That looked like Superman, you know. I wanted to really, really change, um, change the rule book uh, that we were writing for our game, um, or or make the pieces at least for the game more interesting, so that we would have good, uh, fun, entertaining, interesting stories to tell. And I thought that was, uh, that was a way to do it, especially when you have a character that's, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, like our one of our. Uh, uh, you know, cornerstones. It's, it's, he's a really important character, so every aspect about the character then becomes important.
0: And I, I mean, I loved the the original design, mm-hmm. but it was such a, you know, when you get something and you didn't realize how much you wanted it. Sure. That's how I felt like when you sent that original redesign of of a new, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. and it was because of this idea of separating him visually from the the characters that people would compare him to. The the dream for me is one day someone's like, Who's, who would win in a fight, Superman or a new? And I love the fact that they look so differently. Um, for those of you curious, uh, obviously it's the, the title picture um, of this episode, but also you can go to our Facebook facebook.com forward slash read US comics. Um, what's awesome about it to me is it does feel like it's an accidental statement, almost, <laughs> where it's like this is this is one of our, se- uh, our our building blocks. This is we're putting this character out front. We're different, but we're the same, and that right. kind of very much um, it just it resonated a lot with me because our book is striving to be diverse. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of black characters, and I'm specifically not saying African American characters because a lot of them aren't American. Um,
1: well they they're, again they're, they're people of color across the board and you know it's it's you know characters of you know, as you said of, of you know almost every ethnicity of different you know female characters, male characters, different body types, different ages, different walks of life. Um, and again, not not for any kind of you know any kind of social statement at least on my part, but but really well to a certain degree. But but the the larger thing also is that it's just it's just truer. Here you want to create a fantastical world, but you know if it's completely unrecognizable, then now stakes have been eliminated. You're like, oh well, you know this is a this is a, this could be a story from the 1950s. Um, you know it's some it's something new, something that's all inclusive and something that's all reflective of reality. You know if we could fly around, this is what we would look like. I love it. Uh, Dream casting. Someone
0: tomorrow wants to throw us a ton of money for a U.S. Comics movie. Uh, You're going to cast a new right now. Gun to your head. Who would you want uh, to to take on the spandex? Well,
1: I I think the most important thing to say is that first and foremost, if they are throwing any kind of money around, I'm playing Diablo. (laughs) (laughs) Misty's playing Anjanu because Those paychecks come to the same address. Happy spouse, happy house. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, the the, the gentleman who I pictured mentally um, most closely matched an actor. And I I apologize. You know, I know he's going to listen to this clearly. But anyone who's familiar, um, he's actually a Bollywood actor. uh, And visually, his name, uh, he's the guy that I kind of uh, was imagining when I was drawing him. Um, I would pronounce his name um, Akshay Kumar. Uh, bollywood guy but he's like one of those people that that does cross over into more mainstream um media for for our for our audiences and stuff like that and uh, you know again it's one of those things where uh you know a person of color um to me just means it's something something different than what you would see uh what you would expect to see or, or, or a way that you would describe it um, you know, when you're talking about uh, characters that look a particular way, where they're from often defines the description um, or, or kind of sets up the, the description, which I think is, is bullshit. I'm like, it's just the character. That, that's all there is to it. That's that's just who this particular character is. The same way that, you know, Anjano is this or, you know, or Effigy is that or, or you know, you, you get where I'm coming from. So if, if they want to cut the check, that's going to be my guy unless you know unless it takes a little time in which case we'll recast for age but um that's I'm right. just that's saying we we doing. spent the better
0: part of 10 minutes waxing poetic about Will Smith and Spandex now he's stuck in my head yeah no he's well you, you know i i could see that you know i could i could
1: definitely see that he'd have to hit the gym a bit put him on that henry I mean, cavill workout i'm just thinking more so like this motherfucker is going to want points and you know there's <laughs> only so much you know, a, a billion-dollar domestic-grossing movie only had so many points to give out. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess Big Willie and I could work something out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Have <laughs> you for dinner.
0: Uh, first episode is in the can. How'd you feel about it? Pretty good. I feel pretty good, man. All right, where good. can where can they find you on the social medias, John?
1: Uh, well, you know what? I, as the guy who posts first on social media for us, I would direct people. Um, obviously, our website um, is, is is coming up uh, very, very shortly. People can find everything that they want to find on the website, which is going to be uh, a readuscomics.com. Um, our links to all of our social media will be found there, but they're currently up and active on both Facebook and Instagram. They're both at readuscomics.com. So uh, we have a pretty regular uh, – we drop pretty regularly um, – Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, Thursdays and Fridays, actually. So you, you, you can get your fill. Uh, we introduce characters almost every single week. Um, you'll learn a lot so that by the time this big book drops, uh, you, you'll be well on your way. It's like a cheat sheet. Um, but we're going to get you set up for the big, uh, for the big action to come in the first book
0: absolutely so again guys read U.S. Comics this of course was U.S. Comics cast if you're listening to us somewhere uh, illegitimately go on over to iTunes rate comment and subscribe tell us how glorious you think my brother is tell me how old I look whatever you want as long as it's a comment Uh, guys we really appreciate it for John Rivera I am Charlie Rivera don't call me lunchbox sucker we are out (laughs)